Hey Tyler, what what uh, what does Princess Zelda eat for breakfast? I, I don't know. What what does Princess Zelda eat for breakfast? A sausage link. Ah. Is that an adult joke? I, I have no idea, honestly. I think it was originally like maybe an innocent joke. And then when you think about it, it really isn't. Yes, because it could either mean <laughs> something to do with Link or the fact that she ate Ganon, I guess, because he's technically a pig. There's a I lot guess. of there's a lot of but also like, like an actual sausage link but you know let's let's break this joke down find a spot around the fireplace you goons it's time for another tale of casual master quest what is up gamers it's your boy nick the, the, the worst Widowmaker in the Pacific Northwest. This is episode 31 of Casual Master Quest, and I'm joined by my beautiful, lovely, hungover co-host, Tyler. I am definitely hung over as heck right now. <laughs> yes, Tyler Vito over over in the air representing the uh, northern Midwest, U.S. Man, this is episode 31. This is the perfect IV for breeding Pokemon episode. Yes, it is indeed. Um, it's been Casual Master Quest was a stat that we wanted a 31 in. What do you think? Uh, what do you think it'd be? Tag right defense. Uh, defense. I say either defense or a special defense because uh, I feel like alcohol <laughs> is like a special attack at this point. It's not physical. <laughs> Oof, mercy. How, I got beaten up. How's your week been, Tyler? You, you've uh, had, uh, quite a week. Yeah, since uh, we keep uh, either delaying or prelaying uh, our recording sessions, uh, we got two weekends worth of information to talk about. Oh, man. Uh, I went to two different parties uh, last weekend, as uh, pre-discussed. I went over to uh, my best friend Nick's house. We uh, partied it out. Had a good old time. Uh, Was it a classic uh, Red Cup Rager or? A, a, a what? A red cup, like you know, frat a red, party. A red cup rager. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure uh, I was in a house that had cost more than all the money I've made so far in my life. Uh, it's a very nice house. Uh, he lives uh, with uh, his family, and man, they live good. We we actually went to uh, the Black Rock Barn Grill, I believe it's called. And my goodness, that is That's uh, the most that American is... sounding like grill I've, if I've ever heard one. Now, p- picture this. Uh, we sit down. It's cold as all hell in the corner that we're sitting. Like, it's freezing. Like, I didn't even take off my coat. And people, you know, even the waitress like, man, this is cold as hell over here. Jeez. And after everybody orders and whatnot, and we figure out what's going on, we get handed a literally a black rock that is heated up to 755 degrees. So this is, you know, a piece of rock that is as hot as a low energy fire right in front of us. And uh, they give us the steak nearly raw. And so we get to chop up the steak and uh, cook it on this, you know, 700 degree rock. And it was fantastic. And it warmed right up, too. Oh, mercy. I uh, got the show. What's up? What's up? Uh, I was just going to say 750 Fahrenheit is just under 400 Celsius for anybody who cares like me. Oh, so that, that's a I'm hot sorry. rock. That's yeah. a that's a very hot rock. Uh, I was say, you know, like oh, seventy, you know, 755 is a big number. But I don't know what it means because I live in Canada. <laughs> Fancy you over there. And then I uh, had a second party, which uh, happened yesterday. Went pretty good. And then uh, I have a very persuasive friend who uh, got me uh, super shit-faced. Like, uh, not even super shit-faced. I'm super shit-faced saying two 
like uh, the second level like i got plowed in the course of like 15 minutes it was horrible you, okay you say persuasive friend but like how persuasive are we talking about because really for all it all it takes for me is if i'm not in the mood to drink all all my best friend has to do is just walk up and be like take a shot and be like all right and so the night begins okay uh so what what started for like the first four hours what i drank was uh i think two beers and then a uh a cup of uh those like part one third uh what's it called crystal skull crystal skull vodka yeah. like top yeah. shelf level shit or crystal head whatever you want to call it it's a big old you know skull mix mm-hmm. that in and i i heard they got buzzed but i had a good time then he came up to me with the shots like ready to go and he's like here take this one I'm like, oh, sure it's this one shot he has four shots in his hand you can guess where i'm going with this he's like here take this one I'm like, what about other people? I'm like, eh, take this one. And, they, oh, I'll. and then at this point, I'm not reaching for them anymore. And he's like, just open your mouth. <laughs> and just toss them in. I'm like, damn, dude, that's strong. I need some something to chase it down. And he's like, here, chase this down. He gives me a fifth shot. <laughs> and I, I, I'll calculate it. Apparently, I had about uh, nine, ten shots of uh, Crystal Head Vodka. And then I was given at the and like I'm, I'm playing Cards Against Humanity with everybody. I hate Cards Against Humanity, but I was so drunk I didn't care at that point. I just you know I was just sitting. I was like, okay, just don't don't make me stand, please. And so they apparently had a now a bartender who just kept supplying me with. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted some root beer or something, but every time they like, need some water. Yeah, I was like, here's some Sprite. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. Like it's half vodka. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> And I, I, I guess, uh, I, yeah, I got pretty plowed. And then I, I went to bed around midnight last night. And then I woke up, and I, I just rolled over. I'm like, oh, what time is it? And she's like, my wife was like, one fifty p.m. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, I have a friend coming over. So I had a friend come over, and we hung out for a little bit. And then I had to go back to recover my car because there was no way in, in hell I was gonna drive. Oh man, apparently I, I set off a truck uh, alarm, like a, a security alarm. I guess I fell into it or something like that, which uh, I'm surprised I don't have an insurance claim against me. I have no idea what happened. It, it was fun. A lot of fun. Sounds it like a lot of fun. So much fun, Nick. Holy alcoholism though. Jeez, oh, Pete's. What about your end? What happened in your week? Um, I, I finished. I finished. I'm done with finals. Um, yeah. done with semester. Um, Are you? Yeah. Uh, my grades, most uh, two of my three courses, uh, the grades came back. Um, they went just as I expected, uh, and I'm pretty happy with them. Um, uh, we had congratulations, uh, I guess I should say, shouldn't I? Here, oh, yeah. Uh, my roommate, my roommate also, um, he finished um, a little a few days after me, and that was his last exam ever. So he's officially he's like he's he's graduated, and so nice. we went out, celebrated a little bit. Um, but otherwise, really, I've just been uh, chilling for the most part. We had um, uh, building management finally come in, take care of our mouse problem. So, so we have um, in the kitchen uh, where the dishwasher is, um, there's a countertop over it and it's kind of boxed in. And so yeah. you'd have to like un- unscrew it, take off the braces to pull it out. And we didn't have any of the tools. So building management had to come and do it because two weeks ago when we had our first initial ex- uh, inspection with the exterminator or what do you, what do you call people who deal with mice? Uh, uh, like rodents. Because uh, it's okay. not pest control. Oh, is it pest okay. control? You can call it pest control. You can call it an exterminator. I, I mean, they sound like horrible names, but their job has a purpose, and that's what it is. Um, anyways, so so the guy came in uh, two weeks ago, did his check. He's like, yeah, confirmed. Uh, you, you have mice, laid a few traps. Uh, it's like you got one in your shoulder, you got to brush it off. It's like, no <laughs> shit, Sherlock, I got it. 
uh, refresh the baits and stuff. Um, and then he said two weeks ago, all right, I'm going to tell building management to check behind the dishwasher because I think that's where they're coming from because we found some of the insulation that's only present in either like the water lines um, in between walls or like electrical wires. And so we found it out on the kitchen floor in the corner that I hadn't seen it. Um, and he's like, this is probably where they're coming from. And like, all right, cool. Uh, he's like, I'll tell building management. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and then I guess management forgot and sent uh, the maintenance guy the same day and the same time that the exterminator came to follow up. So while he was getting busy, exterminator went around, checked the traps again. Uh, they've not been touched as much, which is nice. But he was telling me across the street from me, there was a motel um, that was riddled with mice and bed bugs that was closed down. Ooh. And then about two blocks to the right of it, all those buildings had been bought up, all that property had been bought up, and all of that was being uh, demolished. And so all of these rodents were now looking for a new place to like, you know, live. Yeah, right? they're, yeah, they're relocating. It makes um, sense. And, yeah, and so he's like, uh, the whole area has a bit of an issue with this right now. But maintenance guy pulled out the dishwasher. He's like, uh, I can't see anything in the water line. And then he pulls it out even further, just, uh, turns off electrical, and he's like, oh, I found it. Seals that hole up. It was uh, along the electrical wires. So here's hoping for the best. Um, now our apartment's officially party ready because we're throwing a uh, New Year Christmas fusion party uh, in, a, in a week and a half or so. Nice. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's really it. That's that's a hell of a week. Like I, I did so much more, but it was all video game related. So it's like I, I want to tell you about the the video, man. I bought a new video game. I, I I also bought a new video game. <laughs> oh, oh man, man. <laughs> we both bought video games. Yeah, we did. We did. Man, if we didn't, then I guess this would just be the the casual talk show, which it, it usually ends up being anyways. But at yeah, least it's that, at least at least it's video game related. Yeah, there's a video game here and there. Yeah. Uh, let's tackle out the, the game that we played together. Uh, Dead Space Three. Dead Space motherfucking three. All so right. uh, d- disclaimer: I'm uh, I don't like horror things. Um, uh, at all I uh, if so here's the deal that I have set up with my friends if they want if they want to see a horror movie they have to wine and dine me um, and pay for my <laughs> ticket because there's no way in hell that I'm going to pay money for a horror movie because I don't understand the thrill of sitting in a place in a dark room to get scared by something that's on a big screen I don't understand that I'm not hating on anybody that enjoys it I just don't care for it um, and I, I totally understand. I had to do that for my friend David, who you saw earlier. Yeah. I took him to see uh, the new movie It, right? And uh, Pennywise, the uh, the clown, uh, he was terrified. And like I was sitting there, like oh, you know, this, you know, I I didn't really jump on anything. You know, it was, it was a good moment, it was a good movie. It looked kind of spooky. And meanwhile, I'm seeing him pull his hat lower and lower to cover his eyes, <laughs> so he doesn't have to look. I'm like, are you okay, buddy? He's like, no. Yeah, I'm I'm what what you would call a big old P U S capital C. Um I don't I don't particularly enjoy um horror related uh activities. And that's perfectly um, okay. Uh sometimes, you know, I don't feel anything. So I need you know, even if it's fear, you know, you gotta feel alive somehow and you know, uh, some games do it good, some games don't. Uh I am a strong victim of uh or survivor of anxiety. Right. And so if there's a game that knows how to stir it up just the right way, anxiety and paranoia, it just it plays me like a xylophone. All of a sudden, it's like you're you're hitting every note, man. I, I'm I'm shaking over here. I'm loving this. 
because I know, like, if I, I just got to break the immersion and start, you know, thinking of the Benny Hill theme song or something as I'm running away from a monster. Except for in VR, it's very hard to, uh, you know, oh, a horror game in VR was actually. No, that sounds, uh, sounds terrifying. No, I would. You'd have to pay me a ridiculous amount of money to ever experience a horror game in VR. And when I say ridiculous, I mean something like give me a thousand bucks, I'll play for an hour. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil 7 on VR was a whole brand new experience of um, dread. Oh, man. But we're not talking about Resident Evil 7. We're talking about Dead Space 3. Now, Dead Space 3 came out uh, on February 5th, 2013. Visceral Games, rest in peace to them. This was peace. one of the last major games I know of that, you know, was the uh, was uh, Visceral's game or Visceral Games uh, final projects, I guess you could say. They're uh, fi- fi- one of their final completed projects. But that wasn't what was promised to them when um, EA approached them. But that's a different topic. That, that is. That, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hot takes. Um, so yeah. what, what time was it? Was it like um, uh, 1130 my time, maybe? Uh, so like two in the morning for you? You, was it you proposed or... something? I, I feel like uh, for me, it was like 11 p.m. So I feel like it was around like eight or o'clock or something like that. You said you're going to meet up with some friends around 11 my time. Oh, uh, yeah, but that didn't so, happen. Yeah. yeah. You had a couple of hours. I was like, ah, you're going to play Fortnite. Let me show you a good game that we can play together. Because we were scouring, looking around. I was like, ah, let's find a game. And I was like, Dead Space 3? I kind of said it as a joke because uh, I, I knew you were going to cringe. You're like, oh. but thanks to the power of the Casual Master Quest uh, gaming funds, we uh, were able to get you it, and it's been like t- between ten and fifteen dollars since it, like a year after it came out. It's it's fairly cheap, and very cheap. Just- um, and it was it was more so that I would be playing with somebody rather than alone. That's why I like that's the same reason why I agreed to play Dark Souls. Dark Souls is not particularly scary, but it's not my kind of game. But it's right. because my friends are like, "Oh, I'll play with you." I'm like, "All right, th- I'll, okay, I'll play the game then." Now, my stipulation with playing this game typically was uh, I had to get hammered. This is, I think, the first time I played it Stone Cold Sober. And right. uh, it was not as scary as I uh, imagined it to be on my you know fourth or fifth playthrough here. It wasn't that bad. Not bad at all. No, and, there, were, uh, there were a few moments where it was kind of like, all right, I don't like these noises. I don't I don't like this situation. Oh, but overall, so making that it, noise. Wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Um, it'll just be quiet and he, everything feels tense and also i'd be like <laughs> and they'd be like what the fuck was that i'm like i'm sorry man. pretty much yeah oh gosh yeah I, I think you calculated we played like five and a half hours of it in one go yes, I, yes. We, we took we took a half hour break i was trying to break it off i'm like all right i'm uh, let, let me eat or something i gotta step away and you're like let's keep going i'm like Fuck it, let's do this. We, we just went in. <laughs> Dead Space Three. You have you you haven't touched. Uh, you played a little bit of the second one, if I remember correctly, but you didn't um, touch the first one. Thinking thinking back on it, I think I played a little bit more of the second one than I may have remembered. Okay. I think it was the, it was one of the two. Um, so it was maybe like 2009, 2010. My, I was in India. My cousin came to visit. I wasn't really big on gaming still, and he had all these different games on his laptop. And as as one does. It was me and him, and he's like, at 2 in the morning, here, try this game. Uh, I think it was either the first or the second one. Um, And I think I played about two hours on it, and I was able to because I had him with me. Mm. Uh, No, so that was Dead Space 1. Dead Space 2 was the one that I couldn't play past the opening scene with the elevator. That sounds correct, yes. The the moment that elevator, like the moment the game starts, you get into an elevator, and all all these things happen, I'm like, nope, that was too scary, I'm out. I can't blame me one bit either, man. Oh, shit. So, Dead Space 3. W- w- what are your opening thoughts here about this? 
Um, it's it's interesting. It was um, the the weapon customization, the weapon building was was uh, unique to to some extent. It felt unique and it felt genuine to the game. Um, it allows for a lot of depth, uh, depth for a lot of a lot of depth uh, and a lot too, of great if you goof up. Uh, crazy combinations uh, like you could have a shotgun with a shotgun attachment as as you design double shotgun um, you could have a pistol with the grenade launcher attachment uh, you could have true. a scout rifle uh, like just a regular semi-auto rifle with the grenade launchers all these crazy different combinations and i i really enjoyed that um it i don't know in comparison to like modern shooters it felt a little bit janky or a little bit slow mm. but it's not it's not a pvp based game there is pvp but the main focus of the game is is the pve the, right. the the actual story so that wasn't like it, it wasn't a problem that's just I, I remember at the start it felt slow but then it i got used to it it, it is definitely a slower paced game because they expect uh the people who are you know a little bit more intimidated by the nature of it to take their time and so i think once we got into the groove of together we start, we knew check the vents check the ceilings and make sure there's you know nothing coming at us uh, whenever you're ahead of me, I always checked behind us because I know they like to get us that way. Yep. And I really think the only time we really struggled was if there was uh, an event that caused instant death if we triggered it wrong. Like uh, the time where we had to jump from a exploding broken ship and then fly through like a bunch of debris and asteroids. Uh, yeah, right, right, we kept yeah. murdering ourselves. And then there was another time where uh, one of us has to do a puzzle while the other one has to uh, keep the uh, monsters at bay. Because God forbid, uh, a player doing the puzzle can't heal themselves, and for some reason they really once they hop on the ground and they kind of stand up, their AI targets a given player, and it's completely random too. It's like yep. I'm gonna run right past you and go after him. I'm like, why? It's just focus on me. I can heal. But it was it was a fun game. Uh, I would say we're just a little bit under halfway through the game right now. We uh, we hit the planet. We're on the planet. We're on the frozen You're planet. On the planet. Right now. Yeah, time and to we, save uh, humanity. Yeah, we're uh, searching for uh, Rosetta. I believe it was uh, the like a uh, scientist slash uh, whatever. Like I, I know how the story turns out and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, we're trying to uh, also find our uh, ex girlfriend uh, and her uh, dickhole uh, new boyfriend. I guess you could say that who yep. was also the captain of uh, the character I was playing. It's a good fun game. I hope uh, we keep playing it. There's, like, there's a lot of drawbacks, but for a game that's uh, you know six years old, five years old, it, it, oh, it holds up pretty good. well. Oh yeah, it holds, it holds up. Graphics really look well. great in, on the uh, settings too. Oh man. But uh, what other games have you been playing? Um, I've been playing. Um, so I, I know I have my standard roster. I played a little bit of uh, Destiny, but not too much this week. Uh, I've just been busy with Overwatch more than anything else. Um, I know, I know it's my standard, uh, one of my standard games, um, but the last few weeks have been a little bit different. Um, I usually just jump in, play a few games, uh, and then hop out, try and get some loot boxes, uh, especially when there's an event going on. Uh, yep. The last few weeks I've been playing with like uh, almost fixed uh, uh, group of uh, four or five people, and we've been going into the competitive, into competitive matchmaking, um, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm not. I'm not sure if I can say who I've been playing with. I haven't gotten permission because there's some high-profile people in there. But uh, it's no. It's been a lot of fun. It's. I've. I don't mind losing when it's. You know, we're a fixed group of people. We know who messed up. We can work on fixing it, and we're not being toxic. That um, is uh, 
that sounds like the salty and toxic are two different kinds of things uh two different things in my opinion when you're salty you're you're just upset when you're toxic you're upset and so you decide to attack another person for no reason when being uh positive or at least being constructive would get you a lot farther um and so we get salty a lot especially when we lose but we have fun in the process and so it's been really nice uh playing overwatch the last few weeks despite not getting many wins okay but yeah um i did pick up a new game though yes uh it is called wizard of legend wizard of legend tell me about this game i don't think i've really heard of it wizard of legend is a roguelike um action video game dungeon crawler um it came out earlier this year on the 15th of may um it is uh, developed by a company called contingent 99 Hmm. um i don't really know too much about them um but i'm having fun with this game uh, I'm just going to pull up uh, my stats here. I've already put about six hours into it, and I picked it up the other day, uh, maybe two days ago. Good deal. Um, 15 Canadian dollars, I guess, uh, for me. So cheap uh, game. It's available on... Uh, for us, I don't know. It's, it's available on all consoles. Uh, so PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Um, so the basic premise, have you ever played or seen gameplay of uh, Binding of Isaac? Yes. So... Okay. In a similar context, you go through um, uh, three different stages. Um, each stage has two levels, and then the final stage, uh, final level of that stage is a boss. And then you do that three times, and then you get to battle the final boss. And then you start off with four different spells, um, one basic attack spell, one uh, movement spell that can have damage related to it, uh, one standard spell that has a cooldown, and then one ultimate spell that you can use regularly as well. Um, and then you get, uh, as you do more damage, you fill up a bar. When the bar is full, you use it, and it does, like, insane amounts of damage. Nice. Um, you start off with one relic uh, that does whatever effect, and then you pick up more. I think you can pick up up to 10 relics uh, through your through each run. Um, and each run gives you, uh, defeating enemies gives you gems that you use to buy more spells. You can buy cloaks that have different uh, stat abilities, stat boosting abilities. Um, yeah, basically it's a little roguelike action grinder where you just throw spells around and it's a badass game. It just makes you feel badass. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, looking at a video for, and it has uh, very retro style graphics, but the uh, fluidity uh, or whatever you want to say, the fluidness of the uh, spell casting and whatnot and the movement is just fantastic. Oh my gosh. And it looks like it's multiplayer too. Yeah, you can have one, I think at least one other person join in um, on your run. So on one system, like I bought it off Steam, so I can have somebody play on the keyboard and I can play on my uh, controller. Or I think I could plug in another controller and the two of us could just sit and play. It lists uh, single player, local co-op, and then shared slash uh, split screen. So I don't know if this that means uh, you can't do an online team up versus i don't the, think so because it did, doesn't seem like there is an option anywhere at the title screen to like join friends right i don't think the, this is really an online kind of game it's just uh strictly a good fun game that you can just yeah, play yeah no it's made it's one of those uh switch advertisement games where you're out in the wild and you find a butt to play with and you just pop open the kickstand set the switch down give your friend the controller and you two are just going at it and the moves and attacks are just over the top it just you're right it makes yeah, you no, feel like a badass. Like every single thing, it's like, you know what? I could shoot a fireball at you, or I can make this Kamehameha wave of just fiery energy, or, you know, uh, a giant uh, Bowser castle style spinning blade of fire just surround you as you're charging forward. And it's like Pokemon moves at this point. Yep. Yeah. I needed, I was looking 
I want to really, and I think we talked about this. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on an episode or off an episode, but I need, I want to diversify at least to some extent the kinds of games I'm playing, or at least start to. Um, and I wanted something where I could just kind of, um, that has the, uh, that I could mindlessly play, but also has the option where if I think about it, I can go to more detail and more, stra- you know, strategize better to get to the end. But yeah. just a game that I could just jump into, just sort of play for a few minutes or like 30 minutes and then hop out kind of thing. This is perfect for that because each stage, uh, if you do it right, takes about five to seven minutes to clear. And uh, the boss fights just get harder and harder. But the first boss, you took me about three minutes. Okay. And it uh, looks like it is on Steam for uh, fifteen ninety nine. Did you get it for the PC? Yes. Yes. Okay. So on the PC, it's uh, sixteen American dollars. Uh, so it was nineteen for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that sounds like a good deal. Would you recommend it? I would recommend it, and I would say if you do get it on Steam, don't use uh, your keyboard because it is uh, it is more challenging. Like, don't use keyboard and mouse. Uh, try and use a controller because you you can move around, but you don't cast spells based on where you're looking or where you're moving. You cast spells based on where your cursor is. So mm-hmm. you have to do two different... I know it sounds uh, like one would already do that with the kind of games I already play, but this is a little bit different because it's not first person. So it's hard to keep tracks of the two different things where where I am and where the cursor is at the same time. This looks like a, a fun game that you could uh, potentially play. Well, it's on the Switch. As you said, all of the, the major systems, I feel like this would be a fun Switch game. It would be a fun Switch game. I'm 100% sure it would be really fun on the Switch. Oh, man. we gotta, we got to consider testing that out then. Jeez. That, that looks like fun. Uh, anything else on your end? No, that's it. It's, uh, it's been a really slow week. I just found this. I've been just going out, seeing some friends, a um, couple of people traveling home for the winter. So before, before I uh, really get settled in here into my uh, gaming chair, I uh, just wanted to get some real life stuff out of the way. No, that's... You, you had a, a good slew of stuff to stay there. I, and quite frankly, I do too. I got, I, like, I still like, all right, I only played these three games. Oh, and this one, and this one. Oh, shit, I did this one because I fought it this day. And it's like, oh, God, I kept adding up and up. Uh, last week, I, I'm going to start off with uh, the couple of the stuff I always talked about already. Uh, for example, uh, Let's Go Pikachu. I am now up to uh, the eighth badge right now. Nice. Like, uh, I'm sitting in uh, the, uh, the gym in Viridian City right now. Uh, the nice thing about uh, training with somebody and being the passenger means uh, during the longer sections, I'll just play Pokemon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's still Pokemon. It's still doing this thing. I was able to test out the uh, whole uh, Pokemon Go transfer thing. So a oh, yeah? uh, couple of things I want to note. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a one-way transfer, of course. And uh, when you do a transfer from uh, from Pokemon Go to the game itself, actually, have you've probably tried it out already, haven't you? I've tried it once, yep. Okay. You'll get a little gift box thing that you open up, and all of a sudden it'll start uh, randomly spawning, spawning that Mel Metal uh, Pokemon that I could give two oh, shits about. I haven't done. I, I haven't gotten that. Have I not transferred enough Pokemon? Then do you have hmm. to transfer a certain amount? I don't know because uh, I transferred uh, probably about a total of twenty just to test out different. Uh, things. I transferred like five. Okay. Uh, so the first thing I want to say is, uh, don't transfer your best Pokemon. I tested that out by sending one good, you know, I had like 20 different Pokemon. I like to use for battles. I was like, I got two of these. Let's send them over. 
and uh it was like a 2800 cp uh pokemon and uh i was like okay this is like level 60 or level 70 it gets sent over it's like level 28 and i'm like oh okay uh so they don't transfer over like the uh the good uh qualities like uh it's if, if you beefed uh, in, up uh, Pokemon up to like max and you send it over, it's not going to it's going to downgrade it more than likely. So just send over Pokemon that you just simply want because you can't get it. For example, uh, there was a shiny Dratini event that happened to Pokemon Go a very long time ago. And uh, finding shinies and let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee is actually a little bit more easier to understand and you can raise yes. your chances. Uh, however, it, it's still going to take forever and you could just simply transfer one over. Whether or not you feel like that's the right thing you should do and you should spend, you know, 10, 12 hours trying to, you know, work up the grind to try to get a shiny Dratini. That's your prerogative. But it was nice to do. Uh, I sent over a Mewtwo and the Mewtwo was level 20. So that was interesting. And uh, I was able to send over as many Pokemon as I wanted to. You get candy from Pokemon Go for doing that. I don't think it's as much as just uh, sending it to the professor. But, I mean, you, you still get candy. So... And plus, you still technically get to keep the Pokemon. So I tested that out. Uh, they're like, hey, if you send 10 of the same Pokemon, you can do like a Pokemon race thing. And I'm like, nah, thank you. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And uh, beyond that, I didn't really notice anything uh, that was too definitive about the whole transferring thing. Not as uh, big of a deal as I thought it would be. Like, I thought it would be like a game changer in some way. But honestly, uh, if you want to play Pokemon competitively for some reason on Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, uh, I don't think uh, you're going to do it by catching Pokemon to Pokemon Go and transferring it over. No. Uh, I mean, you might, I guess, but IV training, you can't breed in the game, so it, it just feels like a, a nightmare situation. You're going to spend a lot more time trying to get, you know, battle-perfect Pokemon. But uh, that is beyond my, you know, realm of interest. I'm just planning on beating the game if I can and just keep on moving. Uh, and, beyond uh, beyond the whole Mel Metal thing um, or Meltan thing, I'm really glad that the Pokemon Go Park or whatever really didn't turn out to be much more than that. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> what, what kind of main core RPG title would have you rely on another insignificant Pokemon game that most casuals don't even know the names of the Pokemon? Th- that is also very true. That is uh, <laughs> unfortunate truth um so beyond the meltan thing and which i'm sure they're going to make it available somehow in the next generation um i'm just glad that it didn't turn out to be much more and And that let's go pikachu let's go eevee are just little nutshells of their own you know enjoyment own entertainment yeah uh, it was this is probably gonna be the last time i talked too deeply into it except for the you know when i announced i beat it so yeah maybe next year or something <laughs> uh oh actually next year is not even uh, that big of a joke because that's two weeks away that is two uh, weeks away beyond that though i got to play a couple of new games and uh some returning games to give better thoughts and you know opinions on uh first one was beat saber when i went to see my uh best friend nick over the last weekend i got to play a little game called beat saber now uh what's how up? does it feel like to be a jedi master now it feels fucking fantastic yeah. unless you have a ceiling fan above your head then you got to be careful uh it was comical uh for those who don't know beat saber is essentially a game where uh you wield uh it's psvr based so virtual reality you see cubes that have arrows on them or whatnot that you gotta uh like one's gonna be blue one's gonna be red and you have a blue and red uh lightsaber of sorts you gotta slice them in the right direction and whatnot and this nice techno beat pattern like this is some good j-pop level shit and my god just just pretending that you're a, a jedi master just 
because each time you uh, slice the box in half, it gives you a nice bass sound like. I know I'm a terrible, <laughs> but it's just feeling cool because like when you're not in the VR and you're just watching them, you like uh, you can imagine how try hard cool they're trying to look. And it's amazing. Like I said, though, don't have any uh, fragile fixtures above your head because uh, one of the first things uh, Nick tried doing was swinging uh, his arm up in the air. Thankfully, the bulbs on the uh, the what they called uh, the PlayStation Move controllers, right. uh, the bulbs on them are actually uh, soft uh, rubber. So it just he hit the light, which didn't do anything, and it fell out of his hand, flew behind him into a open well, a window patio door and bounced off of that and then just fell to the ground and we just kind of looked around like okay uh no no wild uppercuts but it stinks because vr in uh general it's hard to try to sell somebody a game by you know telling them about it you gotta show them uh if if you got a psvr and you've been looking for a reason to bring it back to life beat saber is the one to do it uh it does require two uh ps move controllers so if you if you made that full jump it's been collecting dust since job simulator and you you, you want a reason to love vr again that game was so good like uh it, it was so good that nick's stepdad who you know doesn't care for video games the moment he put that goggle on and like the, after one or two rounds of this he's like this is amazing i gotta get this right here and now a guy who's made more money in one year than I have my entire life was so amazed by this um, level of technology on a VR for the PS4, not even, you know, uh, uh, HTC Vive. Like, he felt young again. He was having fun, and it was great. I I was so happy. And then there was another time where Nick, uh, I think it was Gran Turismo or something like that, where there's a VR version you can play. And his mom's favorite car just came out as a DLC that Nick bought. So not only was she able to look around and walk around this car of her dreams, she was able to drive it. And just seeing her look around into the trunk and whatnot and just being so bamboozled with the light and then driving it, she just, it it changed her. She was so amazed. And it, it stinks because PSVR is one of those things where you get hardcore into it, you love it, you shout its praises for a month, and then you don't talk about it for a very long long time because it's like there's only so much you could shout out uh beat saber is a game that came out recently that is worth giving another chance another shout out for uh had a good time with it very good time uh beyond that though uh over at that party we played a little bit of a game called super mario party the game that can end marriages and uh family ties oh man i'm not it was my wife myself nick and nick's mother I had the name of Ma because I, I need to remember the names of those who betrayed me multiple times. <laughs> okay, so uh, just to clarify, because you were playing in person, that means you had full access to like all of the Super Mario Party like modes. Yes, we we sat down, we played a game board, we were able to do everything. Uh, everything was unlocked. Okay, and I had the game and my own Switch there. So we could have played it where I hooked up to it and just played it off my thing and they played it off the TV. But I just figured for the natural experience, we just all have a, a single Joy-Con and we're just looking on the, excuse me, on the TV. Right. So a couple of things happen. Uh, spoiler alert, I did not win. No. I did not win. I got first place like within like, I think the first two rounds. And of course I knew in my heart of hearts, if you, if you get a good early lead, it's not going to last forever. And so, sure as shit, uh, there, is, uh, there was, a, I believe, a Lakitu that was like, hey, 30 coins, I'll steal a star from somebody. 
And it was um, Amanda, you know, had her choice between myself and Nick. And uh, I think she hit random rather than going after Nick, who was in first place at the time, I believe. She went after hit she hit random and it picked me and just put me from either first and second all the way to dead last. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I get another star, I get back up, you know, and then I get a second star. So I'm in first place again. By both luck and goodwill, I was able to get bet my you know, scrape even after a little cheap shot like that. I'm not a big fan of stealing stars, but that's okay, it's part of the game. And so it's the final round and Nick's mom might've been a little tipsy at this point. And uh, she was getting ready to activate the event that uh, drops a giant boulder that clears out all the players. So it was not going to do anything. And I was like, before you do that, uh, or just go this way. You're not going to be able to reach the star in time. You could go over there to that tricksy little locket again, and you could pay it 30 coins and steal a star. And she, and, you know, she's drunk. So she's like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And she collects it. I'm like, all right, now pick somebody that you th- uh, think should, uh, you know, steal the star from. She picks me. <laughs> Again, putting me back to dead last. Like, my goodwill and helping her get a chance to increase her, you know, time with the game. And she just spites me right in the face. I'm like, okay. You know, I used to call you mom. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, I, I don't know anymore. Yeah, here. I, I felt like a, a bird was uh, not bird. Uh, a bridge was not burnt, but it did get a little toasty. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was bitter. I, I was betrayed by one of the you know two closest female companions in my life, and in one fell swoop and one shot. You know, my wife's trying to give me the look, like you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay it's okay i think nick won and he was very happy about that because he was playing with his mom and sister and alongside his stepdad and they were always under the belt level tactics apparently and he never could uh score you know a legit win so i'm glad for him good for him let's be happy about it you know a little clap for him mario party is uh fun though it was uh everything i expected uh the boards are the right size you know two three rounds you can get to a star or you know it could appear right next to you they uh had fun games i don't think there was a the only game i had trouble playing was the one that we were actually able to play when we uh got together and that was when we were sauteing uh like a little piece of uh, the, like the meat meat yeah the what what words are hard the cube of meat Yes. Like, oh, you have to get a perfect sear on each side. Yes, and you're using uh, the Joy-Con to kind of flip over the piece until you get the final thing. And of course, I jerk it just a little bit, and it translates to launch the damn thing out the window. And then you get to start <laughs> off with a fresh piece of meat. I just gave up. <laughs> there was no point in me trying. Oh, man. So other than that, though, I had a, a lot of fun with that. And of course, lastly, I uh, said uh, we wouldn't have a chance to really talk about it because uh, we're recording so early. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Now, never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> good for you, man. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of hot takes, and I want to call out those hot takes. Uh, as I'm sure everybody's talked about Super Smash Brothers in general, uh, you, you, you've heard what people had to say about each of the stuff. Uh, you've, you know, I'm not gonna give you the deepest of dives, but I want to warn you right now I'm not pleased with the way that some people are handling uh, how this game is played. Uh, ever since day one, Super Smash Brothers had this weird, kind of depressing and annoying, but otherwise a deep tradition of making you unlock all the characters. Uh, is often through you know doing certain things like uh, the getting nuts. It was like you know you gotta play with this character and uh, do it on the hardest mode without uh, losing any lives or something like that. And the Nintendo sixty four version stuff like that, just little silly little things. Nowadays, like little in game challenges. Yes. 
Yeah. And uh, with uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, with there being 75 or whatever amount of characters, that's a lot of people to unlock. So I understand it's a little upsetting that you have to do all that. But basically, you can unlock one every or a chance to unlock one in like every 10, 15 minutes just by doing classic mode. And there's a nice list on the website. If you want to unlock this character, uh, you know, if you want Bayonetta, play the uh, classic mode with Sonic. Just beat it real quick. Then you get a chance to fight her. And even if you lose, there's something called like Challenger's Peak or something like that that will appear randomly that you can just click on that and you'll get a chance to fight a uh, one of the characters you lost to with a person you like to play with. So they're not making it all that hard. But then there's some people are like, I shouldn't have to spend all this time playing the game and having fun with each of the characters in order to lock all of them. And it's like, first off, why are you unlocking all of them? Are you just a completionist? And I mean, at that point, it's like, oh, no, you got to play the game and enjoy yourself. You might have to try a challenge of playing. People who are complaining about having to unlock all the challenges, you know, saying it's a disgrace against Nintendo are a bunch of wusses. <laughs> and I mean, oh, it's not like this hasn't been done before. I mean, from what I understand, this has always been the case. I mean, every like if you think of any fighting game that uh, I mean, the alternative is to have all of them right there. You just look at them, they're right there, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have all these characters, I don't know what to do. You you get to start with uh, the core set of 10 you know, characters that you want to play as or fight as, and then you'll get one that you, you know, you'll get a new one, and then you try that one. So you get to learn and mess with all the characters and understand like the pros and disadvantages. And I think it was uh, a very good step-by-step way of learning if, uh, you know, if somebody picks Fox, which character do you pick to play against that? Because you know uh, Fox's playstyle and whatnot. And so people who want uh, instant gratitude and all that stuff, I paid $60 for the game. I shouldn't have to you know, play the game. I just want everything there. <laughs> it's like, just buy the Amiibos then and just stare at them and be happy or some shit. Tell them, no, tell them they can go play Battlefront then. <laughs> oh, oh, oh damn. damn. Oh, damn. It's like, uh, it's nice that we get to, you know, play all these characters without having to buy them because most of these characters were DLC in the previous games. And so you, you got it instantly by, you know, paying five, ten dollars for each one of them. But now that you got them all for free, but you still got to do the tradition of, uh, you know, try to fight for them. You got to earn it, earn the right to, you know, get that character. And oh, people are just bitching about it. Nobody it's... starts Destiny off with the best guns in the game. Nobody starts Call of Duty with the best guns in the game. Nobody starts Battlefield with the best guns in the game. So yeah, I don't. You're comparing a shooter to a, a brawler, though. I, I mean, no, like, no, I'm talking about the the uh, the uh, reward factor, at least, or uh, the uh, gameplay progression, hmm. um, not necessarily the gameplay. Like yes, you, you, to to get this thing that will offer you a maybe a better advantage because you maybe want to use it for fun or because you know that it's a better character, you know the move sets. Oh, you got to play the game a little bit and do these different challenges. Um, I don't see a problem with it. Now, good examples uh, say, you know, oh, this is how it should be done. It would be like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, or sorry, Fighters. Z. Or, you know, like Street Fighter, where most of the characters come, you know, unlocked already. Or Mortal Kombat. They have all the characters right there. Explore them at your own pace. Do what you need to. I understand that. Uh, Super Smash Brothers is its own completely different field of genre to some extent. We've yeah. never seen a fighting game quite like this. I mean, that's why it's so popular. At this point, they they got characters that haven't even existed on their system. Hell, I like uh, the first DLC that just got announced uh, last week was Joker from Persona right, 5. Right, right. Uh, no offense, I don't think uh, Persona has been on the uh, Nintendo since like the Super Nintendo. I, I could be wrong about that even. 
It's been majorly a uh, PlayStation owned thing. Cloud from Final Fantasy VII? I- I'm sorry, but uh, Final Fantasy VI has been the last time that, you know, unless you count like the world ends with you and Kingdom Hearts games, uh, it's it's just weird. We, we've never really had a good chance like this to legally have such a cool mashup on a platform like this in such a way. And people, you know, there's different rules that you got to adhere to. And I know I'm uh, really defending Nintendo for some reason about this and Sakurai. It's just, it's a natural tradition that I guess I grew up with since the, the day the game came out. And quite frankly, I do like the idea of looking at the entire roster and saying, I fucking earned all these guys. I, I, oh, have yeah. to, I to do so much shit, but here it is. And of course, the, you know, people want to buy it and play it day one with their friends and stuff. And you can still unlock char- characters doing that. Like, uh, I think ever since Melee, you know, uh, this character will challenge you if you do 10 fights and you can cheese it too. So that works out. But that's the Super Smash Brothers we all know and love. There's super, super, there's a lot of uh, interesting things like uh, World of Light. Now, uh, World of Light is the, uh, the, it's called Spirits, the thing that they blurred out in the, like the, uh, the trailer, like, let me show you all the stuff, but let's blur up the, blur out this word Spirits, because we can't have you figuring out what that is. And we also saw the trailer where uh, this uh, giant wing demon or angel thing called Galim uh, pretty much nuked everybody with Kamehameha's and uh, turned them into evil spirits. And uh, the way that they're handling that is wonderful. Now, uh, a lot of people are getting this confused, and I don't even know if I have this right. I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of people think that if you start off with Kirby, each time you unlocked uh, a character in this World of Light uh, spirits game, it unlocks it for the main roster to play with other people. That is not the case, uh, nor vice versa, where if you unlock a character uh, through the classic multi or not multiplayer, the classic adventure mode, uh, you get that from the main roster, but that won't unlock it from its form in World of Light. It's like two different game modes right there. So I just want to say for the record, if you want to play with your friends, you can uh, trigger events that will cause the character to unlock for the main roster. But everything you locked in that game is really just tied to World of Light. And so I played a little bit of that. I'm trying to get into it. There's fun little quirks. Like uh, you'll challenge a spirit. I think it's like jumper or plopper or something like that. It's a giant jumping frog from Pikmin. And so you like, uh, I don't remember what character it picked, like, it picked like Mario or something like that and gave it like super high jump and whatnot. And it just kept trying to do the uh, down smash attack. It was fun. It's okay. I, uh, I've only unlocked about 20, 25 people on the uh, main roster so far. Right. And so I got a ways to go, man, but I at least unlocked some uh, characters that when I play against Brandon, hopefully tonight, I'll I actually have a fair chance of, uh, instead of the first eight. Now, you know, saying that with uh, any grit in my teeth would uh, kind of debunk my whole uh, complaint against the complainers. Because, you know, yeah, it does kind of stink. I only had like 10 people to choose from when I, you know, first night. But I, I know if I want this, you know, if I want Marth, I know I, I can just look up online, just play adventure mode with this character and you'll get a chance to fight him. So I can handpick there's, uh, there's also a difference between just outright complaining and then providing constructive criticism. If you don't like something, uh, it's always more helpful than to just be angry and upset at the company and posting on social media, just messages of anger. Just make a make a logical argument say i don't like this because of this uh and it makes me feel this way or you know or or whatever something that shows uh, um uh that you've thought things out on why it makes you upset and maybe that'll allow the developers or the community managers to be like all right 
that actually makes sense. And then they'll take that forward and be like, all right, what can we do with this? Um, so a, a better a better um, a critique would be maybe having 10 characters uh, at the start is too less when you have a roster of 75. Sure. I, they could have started off with, say, 30 in st- instead and let the uh, last 45 or so. You know, yeah. So unlocked. like if, if it's 75, give them 30. Uh, the remaining make them harder. So but at least now you have a good and make sure that the 30 are a good balance of like um, easy beginner characters or advanced uh, intermediate and some characters that are actually like, you know, powerful, some that are like fun to use. Uh, give it a good healthy mix and then you have make the challenges to unlock the remaining a lot harder. Uh, excellent criticism. Or if you can be somebody like uh, Jason Schreier, a very popular video game critic. You can just simply post on Twitter, hey, Nintendo, if you do this, this is going to be the worst uh, mistake you've done on the Nintendo Switch uh, for the past couple of years since it came out. Just, you know, just drop that bomb. And it's like, okay, th- thank you for uh, thank you for your thoughts. Strong opinion. Uh, I mean, it's something. Um, I mean, I've already seen people who've unlocked everybody. <laughs> so, and there's I, uh, if you love Super Smash Brothers as much as, you know, uh, somebody who wants to play as much as they want that. I mean, it's easy to do. Like, uh, I would say in order to do all of them, and if you're efficient about it, it, would, it could take anywhere between 10 and 15 hours of solid gameplay, maybe a little bit longer if you're having, excuse me, struggle with some of the games. But honestly, I, you know, if, tw- if 20 hours of the thing is going to lock everything for you, and that means you're going to play for, you know, a couple hundred more hours minimum, you know, playing with your friends and all that stuff. I feel, I feel like that's a small price to pay to understand where you know what to do with all the characters or how to play with all the characters to get all of them because you, you need and, to know and how 20 to hours is also nothing like 20 hours you build up over the matter of if you play maybe only on the weekends you'll build it up over a matter of a month right or 20 hours you'll build up over a matter of a week so in hindsight is it's not really I, I know bad. it's not that bad honestly no and uh I mean it's super smash release it's fun it's I, it's, it's mesh yeah it's a fun you know just uh mess with your friends and all that stuff so honestly i think that's all i have to say about the games i played this week i, I could rattle on about pixelmon if you want but uh beyond that no uh, <laughs> lots of pokemon in my life um we we've had a few interesting thing interesting things happen in the gaming sphere um i'm assuming you have some of these links open yes yes uh do you want to take the lead with the first one sure so uh the first one and uh i'd like to say thank you twitter for this uh article i guess <laughs> uh, this is where i saw the reddit post and i'm like all right this is the only like source i had for it uh okay. but i can find a different article out there no it's perfectly fine so it looks like uh game workers uh unite in the uk uh now is officially a legal trade union the, uh, this is groundbreaking because this is one of the first times that we have seen a video game industry part in anywhere in the world have a unionized uh, group of people working for them. So the idea that, uh, you know, we were talking about this before, we, you know, a lot of game companies, uh, developers, when not they're contracted and whatnot, they can get let go at any time. And now uh, that there's a union in place uh, over in Great Britain, this might set the ground to help, you know, protect people from being screwed over by the uh you know the developing company or more than likely the publisher right and this is fantastic wow and uh of course there's a link here you know uh gwu game workers unite uh dash uk.org slash join and And of uh, course it's coming off like uh whatever happened with telltale games and um even over at rockstar where with some uh workers quoting uh 100 hour weeks um it's something we talked about as well on the show, uh, needing something 
uh, not necessarily having to be a union, but needing something to protect uh, video game developers because they're workers too. They do a job, uh, regardless of what you have to say about uh, uh, video games um, as as a form of entertainment. The people who run uh, do the things behind the scenes who actually make the games. They they have families. They have lives. They also work hard to earn money to do things in their lives and so something like this should start having um it's needed after everything that's happened this year and it'll probably it should have a a ripple effect throughout the industry absolutely and this is awesome i like i'm looking at this video right now it's just you know showing hey we we've seen shit happen we've you know we've heard all about all the horror stories and all this stuff and the first step to getting them protected in a you know legal fashion this is best case scenario right now for uk right now yep i'm excited and i'm hoping that we can do something like this to uh help cover some of the people over in the states and you know in canada too obviously other places of the world you know like in japan and whatnot but you know uk is a small for us but otherwise big step for helping developers get the protection they need so they don't feel the the super pressure of getting left behind because they wanted to spend more time with their family and not do you know 80 to 100 hour weeks just working on a game that was promised too early right so i wanted to start off with happy news because we're going towards uh sadder news uh or at least not so happy news um heroes of the storm is getting the uh is getting uh is taking a big blow um so this is an article that's coming from destructoid.com quoting directly from the uh post on the blizzard forums um Heroes of the Storm is not performing, uh, and I'm paraphrasing very roughly here, yeah. is not uh, performing up to par as Blizzard would like or shareholders would like. So they're moving people away from uh, Heroes of the Storm to other uh, franchises. So Overwatch, uh, Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Um, what's the other game that they do? Um, Hearthstone, um, all the different other fr- franchises. And that also means that they're taking uh, away the... Um, competitive scene that happens every year at BlizzCon. Um, the game will still be running, and they'll be pushing out smaller updates, uh, or at least uh, they'll be doing smaller content cycles. This is going to get StarCraft most... tuned. Yes, for the most there, part, it's pretty dead, dead according yeah. to Blizzard. Oh, yeah. I, I can see it. I mean, the last time I seen them try to do anything to really push hard for uh, Heroes of the Storm was uh for destiny 3 if you wanted or not destiny 3 sorry diablo, diablo 3 yeah uh, where if you wanted something unlocked in uh, diablo or uh over in heroes of the storm you'd play uh diablo characters in hero of the storm which i tried doing i had no idea what was happening but i was they doing did that it. for overwatch as well where i had to play 10 games to unlock a genji skin and a diva skin um which I found out later after I unlocked it, playing 10, uh, 10 mind-numbing games, not because it's a bad game, but because I don't like no MOBAs, um, that they were going to make it available in-game eventually anyways. <laughs> it just didn't feel like I had a good time when I played it, unfortunately. A lot of people, you know, friends of mine that tried to make it into the flavor of the month, the MOBA game, like, right. ah, you know, League of Legends is stale, you know, like that. I'm sorry, that's, I think, physically impossible for a lot of people. But, you know, they tried playing Heroes of the Storm. I tried joining with them because I wanted cool wings from Heroes of the Storm. Right, right. And, uh, no, uh, no, thank you. 
it's it's okay uh i mean at least it'll still be there you know at least it'll still be there it is i mean uh it is sad for the you know the dedicated uh hardcore group of players the hardcore fan base that um do still play the game um but also thinking about it practically in comparison to a lot of the other mobas out there not much can compete with lol and dota that is uh very very true unfortunately and so the fact that it survived so long is uh amazing or at least the uh, major support uh, has kept it going for so long is amazing. Um, but yeah, here's the storm taking a big blow. And then this is a piece that I thought you'd find interesting. And I feel like would serve as a good warning for everybody out. Yes. For, for all of our listeners. This uh, warrants a strong uh, PDA. So uh, there are no spoilers here, but this is just a public service announcement. Right. Um, so um, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, came out in 2018. Yes. Um, it has a release date officially slated for, I think, January 26th, 2019. 26th? I thought it was the 29th, but uh, semantics, it doesn't matter. It got released in December instead. Um, according to this uh, Reddit post, um, and according to the Twitter post that it links to, somebody managed to get a hold of about 30 copies of Kingdom Hearts 3 um, and is selling them for about a hundred dollars each, local only, cash Ooh. only, Ooh. Uh, to minimize the risk to himself. Uh, there were comments on the Reddit post as to why isn't he making it more? Uh, why isn't he selling for a lot more? Uh, because he's doing cash only, it would make sense that the the price is a lot lower, so it's easier for people to uh, you know get cash, uh, smaller yeah. amounts, um, and also it doesn't raise any doesn't raise too many flags. Um, as to how he managed to get uh, a hold of these copies, um, apparently uh, they suspect that he works for the shipping company and he managed to snag a few. Oh, oh, oh. oh man, the old fell off the truck trick. Oh boy. Oh, uh, yeah. Hot damn. On. So uh, with this going on right now, uh, Mr. Tetsuya Nomura himself uh, descended from the heavens uh, where he thought he could live in paradise for you know at least a couple of days before the shit went downhill, and he uh, actually passed out a message uh, less than twenty four hours ago. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for it. All right, and I'm, I'm gonna try to channel his energy because he is a strong. He has big Kingdom Hearts dick energy right now. He he, he could probably just blow this planet away just <laughs> with his power alone. But you know he he saw fit to let us live from the big man himself. We're aware that a small portion of Kingdom Hearts 3, which is in all caps, has been circulating online before its official release. We are also aware as to how this all happened. We're sorry to see this caused concern amongst our fans who are excited for the or who are excited for the release. The whole team has been working together since yesterday night in Japan time in parentheses to investigate what we can do to better the situation. But first, we would like to ask that you do not share these videos. Okay. The the game's epilogue and secret movie, which are the biggest spoilers in the game, apparently, are planned to be released at a later date just in case, so they will not be shown before the game's release. Smart move, actually. Or it's uh, they haven't actually done it yet. Uh, We want everyone to be able to equally experience the full game after, after its release, so we ask for your continued support on this matter. We're also very grateful that our fans have been warning each other already about the spoilers. Ergato. We're out one month from the release. Let's enjoy the game together when it releases on January 29th, 2019, which is also slotted as the day that I will have a new niece. 
for my sister. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, I'm kind of upset. It's like, come on, sis. Can't you like hold it in just one day? I, I want to play a little take, bit. Take a buy a little mini portable TV um, or take one of your monitors and take your PS4 with you. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, smart move. It's a good call. But yeah, uh, they're on it. There's not much they can do besides maybe uh, if somebody were to play it online or, you know, has a pop-up online. No. They can obviously take down any stream that's done of it on YouTube or on Twitch right now because if it's a pre-released game or if it's a game that's not out yet and they got it illegally, then, you know, they, also, they have that Also, stuff right. like this uh, for streaming platforms, um, global moderators um, will be on the prowl and will be aware. Um, I'm sure the company would be communicating with them. Uh, Twi- YouTube has uh, stronger automatic copyright laws, I believe. Like when, whenever, it go- whenever it goes through its post processing, the mm-hmm. video is scanned and then checked for any material. Twitch doesn't have any of that, so you have to wait for global moderators to actually like take down the stream. Right. So we will uh, unfortunately uh, have to deal with that. In the meantime. Don't uh, don't don't search for Kingdom Hearts three videos unless you no. just want to ruin your appetite for it. Because honestly, Square Enix has been shitting the bed a lot lately. This one, I'm going to say it's not their fault. Uh, it, it's almost certainly not their fault. But they they need a they need a break. <laughs> I think Kingdom Hearts three is going to be their break after all the stuff of like uh, with the Quiet Man with uh, the super delay of Final Fantasy VII's, uh episode. I, yeah. I keep saying weird words with an eye in it weird today um I, w- I will say this though um and i had a discussion with this uh about this with a friend the other day um in terms of spoilers um i really don't like spoilers and i make it very clear so anytime i'm about to discuss something i always bring up all right uh do you like so and so do you like x I'm like yes i like x do you want to learn about this thing but it's a spoiler they're like no i don't want to or sure i don't i don't mind let's talk about it um there are channels out there that will discuss these spoilers um, and there's just some people who just don't really care about spoilers and just enjoy discussing. I'm not talking about going out there and blasting spoilers, but if there's a place on the internet for people to have a discussion and you don't want to be a part of it, instead of being upset, just leave that space. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Just uh, people are free to do as they wish, but as long as it's not ruining it for everybody else. So if there's a private space on the internet that people are discussing spoilers and you don't want to be spoiled rather than raise a flag, just leave. That is a, a very fair thing. And in the meantime, on uh, Twitter settings, there is a little section on, you know, on the account where you can add muted words. Uh, you should totally probably add kingdom. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so I have uh, six words I have muted right now. I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say them and you tell me which game do you think uh, I, I, right. I, was, I was worried about spoilers. All right. The the first word is Kratos and then God of War and then God just to be safe for some reason. The word boy, uh, God of War with no spaces and then hashtag God of War, no spaces. Uh, you were worried about Red Dead Redemption 2. You're, you're on the spot. I uh, was worried that uh, someone's going to tell me about Marston uh, being the uh, the main villain at the end. <laughs> Which is not true, by the way. Don't don't at me, please. Jeez. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna add. Uh, I'm just gonna add the word kingdom. So I actually used uh, muted words when I wasn't able to watch uh, Avengers: Infinity War on its release, and I had to wait for about a month. Uh, and so I just put in the names of all the events. I put in Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, and the just list just went on. And I managed to remain spoiler free till I watched the movie. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. That's awesome. 
it, it stinks because there are some movies out there where uh if you are fresh to the experience it has a much better foundation and an effect on you whereas yeah. it's like if you know what's going to happen at the end that you know changes the whole premise of the movie or the game then it kind of dampens the experience now normally i don't care unless i'm really passionate about it so kingdom hearts 3 would be one of those games that I've been waiting since Kingdom Hearts 2 was finished, you know, back so in about 12-ish, 13 years, I think. Yes. Something uh, it, like that. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Like there was a time where I was on a website, I think it was called KingdomHearts3.com, where uh it was like in tangent with K uh KH Insider, where we're trying to figure out what will they do next for Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. And that was during you know the majority of high school. So you know, I don't mind hearing about the the you know, the worlds and stuff. Hell, like I, I keep seeing this with Breath of the Wild. I didn't look at anything that was related to Breath of the Wild until about two weeks before the game came out because I was excited. I know it was going to be a great game, but I didn't want to, you know, see it. I wanted to just open it and it's like, whoa. Right. Yeah. And I saw, I made the mistake of watching a quick look of it from Giant Bomb and I was still, I was like, you can jump. <laughs> Holy balls, you can jump. And it was cool, but I'm, I'm in the same process right now with Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm still listening to the podcast. Got it memorized. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, they're currently working on uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, Dream Drop Distance, which I believe is for the 3DS. And uh, they're saying that they'll be done with that. So if you want to catch up on Kingdom Hearts uh, history and whatnot, try to understand all of it. Uh, Got it memorized is one of the best uh, podcasts to help, you know, get through Kingdom Hearts without having to play through the whole damn game. And uh, it, it saves a lot of time and heartbreak because a lot of those games aren't uh, they don't have the most glorious spots. If you just want story. No, no. Uh, or you could, I guess, watch it on YouTube. Your call. Your call. Your call. Um, so I have, a, I have a nice little topic of discussion here lined up um, and you already kind of briefly touched on it. Um, I wanted to talk about the uh, future of gaming a little bit. But wow! More... That's, yeah, that's a little. Uh, that's a big ball. Uh, to, uh, but like, uh, like, let's talk about uh, let's talk about it very loosely. And um, I kind yeah, of had a flow for the conversation, for sure. and not um, like let's talk about um, you know. You touched on it with the VR headsets and about um, you know Nick's stepdad or dad. Uh, I can't remember. Being, Nick's stepdad. Yes. Nick's stepdad being just thrilled and overjoyed being able to play Beat Saber. Um, so stuff like that, where uh, we have uh, gaming has has now is now able to take on multiple forms for various other people to enjoy it. Like we already had kind of interactive games with, um, you know, what's it called with the guitar, Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, the one with the guitar, guitar Rocksmith, Rock and and stuff like that. And then the Wii U came along. Oh, sorry, the Wii came along. Um, I mean, the uh, Wii U also came along, uh, despite what people say in it being a mythical system. Never but, heard the Wii U. Um, well, I can did, tell you all about it. It's a uh, fantastic. Uh, okay, <laughs> you, you gave me the look. Like, are you are you really about to do this, Tyler? <laughs> are you serious? This joke is as dead as the Wii U. Come on, just pretty just much. And the Vita. Never the heard Vita. of it either. Um, oh boy! Well, I got something hanging above my head. I am more than happy to tell you about. I'm, I don't know. I can't see anything above your forehead, so it's fine. <sighs> it's um, okay. So, like uh, this mismatch of mis mis mishmash mish this fusion yeah. of of uh, reality and the virtual space. So you know, we're talking about augmented reality, virtual reality games is becoming a lot more prominent. Uh, maybe not on a not maybe not on the front page uh like on twitch or other streaming softwares but um you know on the home front 
um, as uh, family games. We've got the Nintendo Labo that's allowing kids to be a little bit more interactive with the kinds of with different games, build their own things. Um, and so I wonder, with all of this, is there ever going to be an avenue where we would be required to be physically fit to play certain games, where mm. we could actually have Olympics? where you have people put on a headset and they're running around on this little platform that moves along with them and they're playing virtually in a you know in a Call of Duty game or whatever. That would be a, a, a wild experience. I mean, even on the simplest level, me, I'm fat. I'm not going to lie. I played Beat Saber. I, I was like, whew, oh man, my legs are cramping like a son of a bitch. Like, I'm the guy that, you know, I, I, I might be uh, pretty tubby, but I'm also the guy that, you know, pulls... You know, thousands and thousands of pounds of uh, product around so it's like it's no joke uh vr can tucker you out if it's a moving game like that uh when it comes to that style of thing though i mean oof. i mean do you get tired when you play uh, laser tag I, I i think uh the, the answer is yes that is possible you can get tired by moving around just naturally so uh if we go into that field or direction of video game style or you know the vr uh yeah there's going to be a, a lot of challenges that we might need to uh accept or try to modify in such a way that we don't uh i mean another thing that we could potentially do is uh i saw a style of uh virtual reality where it, they put you uh in a harness like around your hips and whatnot and they put you on a surface that's constantly moving under you kind of like uh this weird trackpad that will you know track your steps and whatnot but you just stay in one spot and you can just walk around just uh you know michael jackson space walking forward right so i mean that's the other option that we could uh, consider looking into um, i'm not sure how well that would go because uh quite frankly uh i i, I don't want to be seen as i mean the harness still has to fit you you, you can't you know, you also got to move your legs still. So I'm not sure how that would go. What are your thoughts? So, I mean, um, I I think it's it's very likely that there is going to be a niche in, let's say, the coming 20 years that combines physicality and gaming. Um, and it's going to it's going to bring those two different worlds together. Like we're already seeing uh, gaming is no longer a trend. Um, I think gaming is now being slowly accepted as a as a, uh, a culture, as a way of life. Okay. Uh, yes. because game, because gamers 10 years ago were seen as nerds people who live in their mom's basements people who just antisocial i would uh, say that uh, ever since youtube became a thing uh there are has been it, it, i think it turned on its head i seriously think that people who play video games have become the cool people nowadays like currently, uh, but i'm talking uh, about was, 10 years ago yeah no, I, no, 15 years ago i the the day that youtube came out and people stars like pewdiepie and markiplier and jacksepticeye once those big names started you know becoming you know these cool suave looking characters that love to play video games i feel like people who played video games became cool sometime in the the late 2000s i will i will agree with you on this uh, youtube launched at about 2005 2006 um with all these uh you know the original uh gaming youtubers Let's say the people who watched them were about 16, 17, right? They'd right. be about 30-ish now. So so that makes sense. As I'm getting older, too, it makes sense that this is the kind of culture, like, till about 35, that's kind of hip and, like, okay with gaming. But right. it's still, like, the, the um, you know, the older generation that's a little bit more or was resistant until now where it's kind of like, oh, uh, you know, 
your your stepdad he knows who drake is oh look drake played this one game and now you know the, the different cultures are sort of different uh bubbles are starting to cross over right and and also like i was saying touching on uh nick's stepdad being overjoyed with something like beat saber which is um which is physical interactive gaming at its current peak um, which which I think is fair to say, which is simple but still rewarding enough, where it yeah. doesn't feel like you're playing a video game, but you're actually still doing something. You've you've worked for that score at the end. That is also very true, and uh, I I want to modify what I said a little bit about you know arguing 10, 15 years. I feel like after like maybe 2010, between 2010 yeah. and 2018 uh, has been like where the the opinions of people playing video games has uh, steadily gone up in favor right. of uh, us gamers uh, not getting completely trashed. And then, you know, of course, there's that whole segment where Gamergate and all that shit kind of brought some of us uh, down, especially just dumbasses and opinions uh, of extreme levels it's just it was ridiculous right and and there's always it's it's with uh, anything anything can be classified as an addiction when it's gone beyond the normal scope of what you should be doing with that let's take reading books as an example as an example yeah. if all a person ever does is read erotica 24 7 they can't they, they can't function on a daily basis without getting their you no, know fair they need erotica. um it's you know you can <laughs> <laughs> I'm debunking your thing. If you say 14 hours, I can work with you. But realistically, all right, okay, 14 hours, Tyler. All right, let's say they wake up, they get something to eat, and then that's it. They're just reading erotica the whole day. Hell yeah! And then and then they get get some more food and then they sleep. How is that any different from somebody waking up, getting food, and just playing all day until they get food and sleep? Uh, I guess they're both neats in the end. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I. Uh, conversations need to be normalized around people who who play video games uh there are still uh opinions about people when they're looking for partners or significant others that you know if you play video games you're a child um and while i can respect that opinion it's a wrong opinion <laughs> uh, i can respect that but it's wrong like i can understand if all they do is play call of duty and you know that's a 30 year old man or a 30 year old woman or a 30 year old person up until four in the morning yelling at 12 12 year olds on the other side of the world and saying that they fucked their moms that i can understand that being a, an issue but if a person who's 30 years old enjoys playing these little visual indie games um and they just enjoy the experience of it um how how's how are they a child's like it's the same you know do you know what i mean yes yes and uh touching on the other topics we got here uh you also have uh little mentions on the future of gaming as in regards to microtransactions and mobile gaming uh are are we at the point where we have to accept that uh there are a group of people out there who play video games but strictly on their phones uh do oh, we call we, those we, passed, we passed that point ages ago are um, they games I, I personally if somebody lives and dies by Pokemon Go, but they don't ever play a Pokemon game in their life beyond that, do we call those people gamers? I don't know. My it, my it, issue my issue with diehard Pokemon Go players is the fact that they don't know Pokemon, or at least a lot of them don't. Right. Um, or that, that that's my issue. It's more about not knowing uh, the, the the series, not knowing what makes Pokemon Pokemon. Not about the gameplay because there are other. I'm sure there are other Pokemon games that people would. Uh, live and die by that aren't the core titles like we've got pokemon conquest you've got pokemon snap pokemon pinball you've got all these other different ones uh different spin-off games and i have no issues with those it's just purely that i i don't like it when somebody says oh that red pokemon <laughs> i am gonna say right off the get-go uh i believe 
no, as if you play a game, no matter what it is, uh, is, even Monopoly at this point, I would call you a gamer. Now there's also, you know, it, it, you can get more descriptive video gamer, console gamer, PC gamer, mobile gamer. Uh, at the same time, though, somebody that in the situation I described with just playing Pokemon Go, it almost seems like counterculture at this point. It's like you're, you're kind of defeating the purpose of when I'm trying to tell you game culture. It's like, yeah, I, I play Pokemon on the phone. And it's like, okay, I guess. Yeah, that makes you a, a gamer. I think. I think. I, I, I've i been playing a lot of Pokemon on the phone. It's not Pokemon Go. It's I've been playing Pokemon, Pokemon Showdown. Quest. Oh, Showdown. Showdown. Yeah, Pokemon Showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you have fun with it, play whatever you want. Don't listen to me. I'm just I'm just a 23-year-old Indian guy on the internet with an opinion. Um, but my issues with when people who play Pokemon Go, and this is Pokemon Go specific. Uh, be, Did I like, strike the perfectly wrong nerve <laughs> mentioning that? If if you say you're a you're a you're a Pokemon a fan of the Pokemon video games, but you've not played anything beyond Pokemon Go, you're not a fan of the Pokemon games because Pokemon Go is not a Pokemon game. Okay, let me uh, pose a different uh, comparison then. Okay, uh, Dragalia Lost. You uh, do a lot of uh, dungeons and actual raids and all that stuff. You build up your characters, you upgrade them and stuff. Destiny 2, you do the same thing. You do a bunch of missions and quests and stuff like that. It, would you say that there is a difference uh, between somebody who says that they do a lot of raids on Dragalia Lost and then someone who does a lot of raids in Destiny 2 if they take uh, the same amount of time for each one? Yes, I would say there's a difference. The difference being that Dragalia Lost is its own separate thing and it's not infringing on the culture of Destiny. Well, I'm not saying that... Okay, no, but... Um, I mean, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just. Still is there any? Di- I'm Go. gonna say, is there? Oh boy, <laughs> is there any disrespect where somebody says, "Yeah, I'm a hardcore raider. I play Dragalia Lost," versus somebody says, "I'm a hardcore raider. I play Destiny 2. Again, if you have fun with it, I, you know, I'm. I think you you can game on whatever platform you want. I, I, um, I, I oh man, it. it sounds like you're walling up now, Nick. What's going on here? You send? No, I mean, I've, I've, I've nothing. I can't speak to the kind of skill it takes uh, because, to, if, from what I understand, but Dragalia Lost, it's more of a time dedication than anything else. Yes. So I can't speak to it being like a skillful achievement. Um, hmm. Mind you, I've never played the game, so I don't want to sound like an asshole. Ah, okay. Okay, okay. Um, but if you're having fun, it entertains you. Uh, you have people that you can play with or people that you can talk about it with. Would you call yourself, and this is a loaded question, a mobile gamophobe? Not a gamophobe. Uh, are, are you uh, afraid of mobile gamers, Nick? Um, an anti... I'm, I'm like a gaming elitist, so like I disregard the mobile gamers. That, that is Mind fair. you, though, I have played a handful of really beautiful puzzle games. A handful um, of it, eh? Right? Like uh, the size of a phone's worth, maybe? Size of a phone. Bunch of... So you can see some video games there. Yeah. Um, Monument Valley is one of my favorite ones. Okay. Um, it is a beautiful, beautiful game. So I feel like the, the, the size... Um, the form factor of a smartphone um, is is better suited for more puzzle games. I, I will say that for puzzle games, tappers, you know, games like Dragalia Lost, for example, that's the kind of like game I see on a mobile phone. It stinks because a lot of people uh, think uh, in order for it to be acceptable as a gaming platform, it should be able to play properly and easily ports of other games. Like uh, you got to ask yourself. Uh, when Fortnite came out for the tablet, was that going to be 
was that a, a smart choice? Because I mean, a lot of people will still try to play it, but it's like trying to play Halo Three with a DDR. It's like uh, you're trying to you know, move to the right, so you know, right foot, left stomp. And right. I just feel like uh, the the tablet, the phone platform, it's a it's its own beast. You know, touchscreen has its own choices, and as you said, uh, a lot of times games that are puzzle based or uh, speed running style games, uh, they are really you know they shine the most in a touch based game platform and uh i feel like mobile gaming much like vr is gonna have to have its own set of rules uh, and i've seen uh, some honestly i've seen some amazing players for fortnite mobile uh even PUBG on mobile has some amazing players and there it's its own skill these are people who have who can comprehend the the mechanical skill it takes to coordinate their thumbs with what's available on their screen with no buttons hmm. um and I have nothing but respect for people who can game like that. And that's just a skill. Cannot. No, it is. A, it's a skill, hands down. I'd like, they're fantastic gamers if they can do that. If they can do that on a phone, I'm scared to see what they can do on a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, the last uh, thing I'd like to talk about is uh, microtransactions. Uh, do you, I mean, that's clearly the way of the future, whether we like it or not. <sighs> <laughs> Whether we like it or not, Fortnite would not have been as popular of a game as it was if it wasn't for the fact that it was able to come out free and yet still profit into the billions by transactions alone. Fortnite does it right, um, in my opinion, because you don't need you don't you don't need to buy anything to be able to play the game to its fullest extent. Right. Um, you can experience full top tier gameplay, practice as much as you want, play as much as you want without having to buy any of the skins or the battle pass, uh, battle pass, battle pass. But Fortnite makes all of the skins, a lot of the skins, a lot of the emotes, a lot of the other cosmetic items just look very appealing that it's hard for people to buy, uh, stop themselves from buying. Absolutely. Um, and and uh, to me, this ties in a little bit with service games like uh, World of Warcraft, uh, Destiny 2, like uh, content releases, content cycles. People have no no qualms about dropping 20 bucks to buy a new skin in Fortnite and new skin that they drop every other week um, or every day almost sometimes. But then all of a sudden when you have to pay 30 bucks to pay for a year's worth of content, people lose their fucking minds. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's... It's and you're not getting you're not getting any game time out of these skins. These skins are not going to hinder you from playing the game. They're, it makes no difference to your gameplay if you have these skins. Maybe it's a pseudo confidence boost or whatever. But in, in actuality, there's no difference to like how you play the game. But with the, with this, you're getting more content with the with the service game like World of Warcraft, where you pay uh, you know fifteen dollars a month or whatever to to keep playing the game. Whereas people would drop twenty bucks every week and then they complain. I know. I know. I feel like uh, if I wanted to make as much money as possible and I was, uh, you know, trying to get a game out, the way the game, uh, games like Fortnite or League of Legends, like, it's pretty much an open air store where it's like, come on in. You you don't have to pay the play. Just enjoy yourself. And then they just put the most glorifying eye candy level shit that we just, you know, want to grab. But it's like, we're not going to, we're not going to try to throw it at you, but we're going to put it right here. It is your choice every single time when you want to buy something, uh, you, you give us money or your own pace, you know, you're in, you're in control customer. You're the one in control. And then us thinking, you know, we're comfortable with that. It's like, okay, cool. I can do this whenever I want. I got to get all of them. And then they just start throwing money at the screen. And it's just vicious how you, you give a little trust back to the gamer how they just jump on that like it's like they they lose their mentality in regards to like how the funds should be handled in a normal gaming format 
because it, it stinks because if you want to give a company sixty dollars because you feel like that's how much uh you know you were gonna pay for it full price or how much fun you're gonna have you do that and they're just like okay cool we're gonna give you sixty dollars worth of stuff and we're gonna give you a couple of things you probably wouldn't have been able to get before you gave us money just a little taste of it just for you know free samples on the way out and then two days later, they're going to put down this nice looking battle armor set that you wish you could have had like a, a month before. And it's 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 well, given control. It's wild, but also, I don't think the company's doing anything wrong because, no. again, it's purely cosmetic. It's purely us that are you know, we'll, we'll get all frenzied about buying this latest skin. And then after we get all this money, dick wolves with money and we just lose our shit every time. That and they, then at some point we turn around and the company be like, you guys are, you know, pay to win, walling us off. Man. And we're like, no, we didn't. We, we gave you a choice. <laughs> you didn't have to buy any of this. On Halloween night, when you get to a house where they just leave the bowl of candy out and say, just take one, please. But if they said you can take more if you want, if you leave a dollar in this can, if if you gave that level of trust at Halloween, it's like, there's some good king size candy bars in this son of a mm-hmm. bitch. I could drop a dollar for this. And they say you grab that, you get to walk away and they're like, is that fucking Snickers over there? <laughs> you, you just you keep going back and you keep dropping these dollars because you're like, that's oh, just a dollar. It's just a dollar. You know, a little yeah. micro- microtransaction for, you know, the whole damn bowl is empty and you're fucking broke. Like shit. Well, at least I got all this good candy. And then when you turn to look away, this little chute just opens right up and more candy just comes in. You're like, that's a that's a nice candy bar. You <laughs> I got a credit card. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm terrible with my analogies as always, but No, but it, it makes it makes um I think I, I have no understanding of how finances work um in terms of like a big uh video game development. So I can't speak to this too much. And so I'm sure why Overwatch is able to do uh, what they do works differently and why a game like, um, you know, Fortnite does what they do works so differently. So with Overwatch, uh, you gain uh, currency in game that you can use to buy skins for a certain price, or you can buy loot boxes to get a chance to get uh, some of the skins. Right. right. Um, And so I think that's like a best of both worlds situation. Again, these are purely cosmetic items. Buy a bunch of boxes if you want some of them, or just keep playing and you'll get enough to eventually buy the skins that you like or buy the cosmetic items that you like. True. And if you don't know what you want, uh, there's always the loot box option of, you know, give me something random. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe not. You know, yep. uh, if, if I don't, it was just a small price I paid. I only paid like a dollar fifty just for a chance. And sometimes you'll get a legendary item or something like that. Like, oh, OK, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, since you gave me that, you know, a, a $15, $20 item, I guess out of fairness, I should give you a couple more dollars. Right. And if you want to give me something else and. I always tell myself every time I go to a casino and whether it's true or not, it's, you know, <laughs> beyond them. It's like every time they let me win 20 bucks right off the get go. It's like, OK, they're trying to lure me in. I got to leave this machine while it's hot. I got to walk away because the, they they let you win 20 dollars to young. They gave control to me t- to try to gamble more to win money until, you know, you're under the. <laughs> You're out of money. You're under that dumb. Yeah, there's a little man sitting in the machine. All right, we're going to give him. He's new today. Let's just just drop a little 20. And then uh, he pulls the levers and makes sure that you lose (laughs) that 20 immediately. (laughs) Good times. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think uh, I think that's uh, good and done. Um, No, no, no titles of note coming out this week no it's uh this is strange i know i mean this this is good for the uh, the bigger podcasting for video gamers uh just because they want to talk about game of the year and stuff which we will be doing next episode oh yeah next episode is our our own unique spin on game of the year so yes uh we'll be doing be, uh, be ready 
uh, you know, a G-O-T-Y in quotations, maybe, question mark. We, we got some fun stuff. We got some very fun stuff. Uh, Nick says he's going to wear a tie or something like that. A bow tie? I try to. Okay, okay. I, I've never owned a bow tie, so I could go out and pick up a bow tie for next man, week. Man, bow ties are uh, they, they're really classy, man. You might like it. You might get into it. You got to be careful. We'll see. Uh, games that came out this day in history, which is December 17th. Uh, uh, Nick said there was none, but I found a couple. Uh, first one's a complete joke coming out from 2015 on the iPad. A game called What Happened Last Night, which is pretty much the game I played after somebody <laughs> gave me a fifth worth of freaking Crystal Head Vodka. What the fuck happened last night? I have no idea what the game's about, but <laughs> hopefully... Oh, you uh, thought it was relevant to your life currently. Uh, let's see. Over in 2009 on this day, so nine years ago, the company that is in charge of the game Rocket League, also known as Psyonix Inc., uh, was originally in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they moved across the whole damn country to San Diego, California, on this day. So nine years ago, they made the big jump to be a part of the uh, the big video game industry area over on the West Coast, because apparently North Carolina was just a little too far away from the publishers. And then finally, uh, whew, a very, very long time, 31 years ago. Am I seeing this right? I'm not losing this. I think 31 years. Oh, you're ago. correct. If, if my, if my anything, if anything, if I've inherited anything from my dad, I've said, I've said so many anything in that sense. If I've inherited anything from my dad, it's his math skills. Okay. So 2018 minus 1987 is in fact 31. 31 years ago on 1987 on this day in gaming came out on the Nintendo system in Japan. So the first time I had ever seen the world was Mega Man. Mega Man's birthday is in fact today. Mega Man is 31 years old. Happy birthday, Mega Man. Man, you survived. You made it. You're even a character on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Look at you. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I think that's it on my end. Uh, anything uh, left on your plate you want to? Um, No, I'm, just, I'm excited for next week. Yeah, we we got game of the year shit to talk about. I'm really uh, excited for next week. Uh, can we can we name off like maybe one or two of the categories? Like, uh, just uh, give a like a light tease of what what's going on over with them. Um, let me pull up the list over here. Let's see. Um, so we jotted down a list of what looks like almost twenty ish something categories. Oh yeah. Um, and we're gonna cut back cut them back down quite a bit, but uh, stuff like you know standard best trailers of the year. Um. Uh, best star video game industry person. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I'm... Do I even have a favorite one? Yes. Absolutely. My, my favorite category is going to be absolutely not surprised that this game shit the bed. That is a um, great award. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, best drunk game of the year. Uh, most casual game of the year. So it's going to be it's gonna be fun. I think it's uh, we're going to have a good time. It might get uh, controversial. It might get progressive. I might but call, we don't care. I might call Nick uh, a couple of words. Uh, starts with a C, ends with uck. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're going to have fun with this. Oh, man. The, the bow tie will be strong. But that is going to be next week. This week has been a good wrap. Nick, what? why am I acting like the host over here? I don't know. Tyler, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me. I'm. Uh, you can find me most uh, particularly on Twitter at 2 times Tyler. All letters, 2 times Tyler. One word. Just check me out. Uh, I, I post a lot of uh, random bullshit video games. Yeah, the good stuff. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LRWarrior11 or on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LRWarrior11. Uh, you can find the show uh, on its own Twitter at, what is it? Master Quest Pod. I should know yeah. this. 
This is uh, so we can find Casual Master Quest at Master Quest Pod on Twitter or email us at, at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Um, you know, if you want to say hi, just want to chat, if you're upset, if you have any comments or concerns. Yeah, what's your know. game of the year? What's the, what's the best game that you love playing on the Twilight? Let us know. Um, but beyond that, that was episode 31. This was, was our perfect IV episode. It was. Um, have a good week. And Nick, don't forget, yes. Before you say that, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stop the presses. I, I I told you at the very beginning I had a question for you. I was in working to the podcast. Yes. I, I completely forgot about it. <laughs> All right, go go for it. Nick, uh, is, is there something you want for Christmas? Me for Christmas? No, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, to, to clarify, I never, I've never celebrated Christmas, and so that's like, also thinking, fair and understandable. Th- thinking about gifts during Christmas is unusual for me, and honestly, right now, I, I just want, I just want to drink. <laughs> I oh, just want to, I just want to drink and play games. That's the last thing I want to do right now is drink. I love to play games. You Please. say that right now, and then tomorrow you'll be no, you have to drive, so you better not be. Yeah, I also got to drop for a drug <laughs> test too, and a breathalyzer, so I got to sober up before I hit that thing. Juice, Tyler, what do you want for Christmas? All I want for Christmas is to be by your side. Tight over the about, internet. That's- over that's the tight i appreciate that Thank yeah. You. Yeah. so then i would say i wish the same thing too oh okay and also yeah. amiibos i i do love collecting amiibos uh mm-hmm. i people are like mm, the guy upset tyler you keep saying you want something then you'll buy it five minutes later i haven't bought an amiibo since last christmas and there's a lot of amiibos that came out over the years so you heard it here first uh tyler is sad and the only thing that will make him feel better is anywhere between five to a hundred gifted amiibos so please get on it thanks uh you can uh you can find out shipping details at if email is at casualmasterquest at gmail.com um this yeah, is casual Master quest episode 31 tyler any last words yeah just uh send me 500 of those fucking animal crossing ones that went on clearance after a week just send me 500 of those i let, let them cluster fuck the hell out of there sure <laughs> Um, this is Casual Master Quest, and don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you guys later. Have a good week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.